This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so here we are. Now we're only a couple weeks away from the draft. We're getting closer every single day. All we do is talk about this thing. You brought up the receivers. Baldy. For the last two months, I have been hammering the receiver drum on this podcast every single week. I think that's what they should be doing with their first pick if they like one of the guys available. What are your overall impressions of this class? And are there any of them in particular you think fit well with the Bills? Like, I don't see Jamar Chase. I don't see Justin Jefferson in this draft. I just don't. I don't don't even know if I see a Cooper Cup who was a fourth-round pick, you know, small school, but, you know, has – become an elite player in this league. Um, I feel like there's one true X receiver in Deontay Johnston at a TCU that has the size, the ability to just, you know, take one-on-one coverage, win jump balls, go routes. Like I feel like there's one guy like that. And I feel like everybody else is kind of fighting for a slot, you know, slot position supremacy. Um, th- there's a lot of good route runners. Jordan Addison's a good route runner. He's not a burner. Zay Flowers is a great route runner, uh, but he's small, um, you know. And so uh, you go through the, the list of, of all of them right now. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, but, you know, when he had 1,600 yards at Ohio State, he played the slot. Now, he played the slot because, you know, they had a Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson playing on the outside, so he played inside. So can he play outside? He can. But, you know, he had great production inside. And so um, – and, you know, he had he had a nagging hamstring injury that is bizarre to miss 11 games at Ohio State with that. That's something you don't see very often. So it'd be a concern of mine. So you can just go through and listen to these guys. They, I, I just I don't see guys that have the physical stature, you know, like Jamar that could just physically beat people and then run away from them. I see. I see that slot receiver type. And I know some of these guys, they say Zay can play outside. I mean, Steve Smith Sr. told me he can play outside and. All right. I mean, he's five foot nine. I mean, there's one Steve Smith out there. You know, hmm. uh, I, I haven't seen it on any regular basis there. You go up against, you know, Sauce Gardner twice a year right now. Good luck catching go balls against him. You know, like he just smothers you. He's, he's a Pacific Manta out there throwing his arms up. Like you can't get the ball by him. So, you know, like these guys look like you're going to do the best work in the slot. But it, I think it's a position where the Bills could really benefit. You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers, like Jordan Addison. Like, if they're around, I, I don't think these guys are going to the top of the draft. I think they're going to start going, you know, starting at Green Bay and working their way down. And maybe Tennessee at 11 takes one. But I feel like this is guys at the bot, you know, second half of the first round where a lot of these guys can be had. And that's where Buffalo's at. Well, there are some specimens at tight end. 
we've talked a lot about Darnell Washington and if he could be a fit. And it's interesting that the Bills over the last few years, Baldy, they went out, they signed OJ Howard, didn't work out. They signed Jacob Hollister, didn't work out. They they really liked TJ Hawkinson that year in the draft. Uh, Tyler Croft, they've always been kind of searching for that extra tight end to go more 12 personnel. Is this the year where maybe there is that tight end instead of a wide receiver that can fit into that role? Yeah, especially if, you know, I mean, I think Dalton Kincaid, I mean, he's, he's the guy you're talking about. I mean, the guy that is really your flex tight end that can really solidify the slot position the way Travis Kelsey does in Kansas City. You move him around, matchups, you know, um, he he's that type of player. He's very smooth. He catches, he runs very, I mean, his routes are just so easy. It makes everything look easy at his size. And he just runs so well. Like that'd be the, that'd be the dream to me. That'd be the dream player for Buffalo in this draft. Now, can Darnell Washington do some of those things? Yes. And he can help you out in the run game. Um, you know, he's just a massive body that moves really well, that catches the ball. Well, um, I feel like, you know, I know Dawson Knox had one good year, you know, where he had the nine touchdown catches. And, and maybe Dawson can still be that guy. But if you're looking for, you know, 12 personnel, um, you know, there's Luke Musgrave. I mean, there's guys in this draft. There's, um, you know, Sam Laporta from Iowa. There's some guys in this draft, um, maybe not at 27, but maybe second round that might be around. But probably if you want Washington um, or if you want Laporta, you probably – can't get them with their second round pick. Baldy, would it be a waste of a resource to use a first round pick on a running back, even though B. John Robinson is such a highly touted player? If you could get him at 27, that'd be a little bit more palatable. Uh, I, I don't believe you should spend a, a top 10 pick on any running back. Like I, I, I'm not telling the last guy who's going to bash any of these players is me, but you know, one of my favorite players in this whole league is Aaron Jones. Like, Production off the chain. He's got 60 touchdowns in six years in Green Bay. Um, you know, he was a fifth-round pick at a UTEP. Um, Nick Chubb, you know, is, it, it, you know, averages over five yards of carry. And you just go to the list. Bre you know, Brees Hall was traded back for in the first round. But he was a basically a second-round pick. I mean, Austin Eckler was I look, at, I look at a guy like Israel Abanaconda. You know, I look at, you know, um, Charbonnet, like I just look at these guys and they're all good players, you know, are, is to me, the question I would have, if I was, you know, Brandon Bean right now, I'd go, okay, B. John Robinson at 27, if he was there, like, I don't know how to get past Dallas, but if he was there at 27, I go, okay, we've got a couple guys here that we like. Devin single motor was fine in his role. I thought he was a really good player for being a third round pick at FAU, but if you say, okay, we want something special, all right, maybe Bijan is that guy. But at the same time, you go, gosh, do we want a wide receiver, a defensive end, you know, pick up, you know, an offensive guard, or do we want um, a running back? Like, to me, the running back is the fourth guy. Because I know I could get Israel Abanaconda in the second or third round. I know I could get Charbonnet in the second round. I mean, I go through the list of these guys, McBride at a UAB. I mean, I, there's – there's a lot of good backs in this in this whole draft that tested well, that have thumped to them. And then I, I watch Bijan sometimes against Baylor or TCU, and I go, okay, where's the magic? Because I don't see it. I, you know, I, I see a lot of plays where there's, you know, they didn't gain a yard, a lot, and too many for me. Like, where's this, you know, I, I, I blocked for Eric Dickerson and, and Tony Dorsett. Like, those guys made plays when I fell on my face. 
You know, like they made me look good. Like special backs gain yards when it's poorly blocked plays. And I, and I just don't see enough of that from Bijan. Austin Eckler was undrafted. He went to Western State, right? Western Colorado. I mean, like, I, I agree with you. I've been saying this. It's just, and you have Josh Allen. It's not like you're going to, if you're going to draft a first-round running back, you're going to want to justify drafting a first-round running back. And I just don't think it makes sense for the Buffalo Bills. And then they did uh, sign Damian Harris. So I think we're probably leaning that against it. But it's still a talk out there with Bills fans. All right, you brought up offensive line. You played the position, Baldy. Let's talk about that group this year. Um, I think the Bills are very much in on Spencer Brown. But if Darnell Wright is there at 27, I don't think he will be. That'd be something really to think about. What about the tackles on the right side and the interior if someone is there to help out the Bills in the run game and protect Josh Allen? Well, I mean, Darnell Wright is my favorite player, favorite offensive lineman in this draft. Um, I mean, he just he started 42 games at Tennessee. He's a mauler. He's 6'7". He's 335 pounds. He ran a five-flat 40. Um, he sets the tone. Like, he starts the fight. He finishes the fight. He shut out Will Anderson this year. He shut out Trayvon Walker the year before. He's played left side, right side, right guard. Wherever you want to play him. I, I don't think he'll be there at 27. Right. But if he was there, if he was there at 23, I mean, I'd get on the blower and I'd, I'd start making some phone calls. He's so good. We were watching some film of him the other day, and it's just like – he's like a bully out there. I don't even know how you could, and you pair him on the other side of Deion Dawkins. You would really have two cornerstone players that you could build around for a long time. Going to the other side of the ball defense. It's all about the linebackers here. Everybody's like, who's going to replace Tremaine Edmonds because you love Milano. Milano is such a great playmaker. He does so many things for this team, but who's going to play next to him. And I feel like Jack Campbell and Drew Sanders are the two guys that everybody always jumps to because they're both just big athletic specimens. Do you see either of those guys as fits, and are they worth first-round picks? I I don't think either one are first-round pick. I don't. I, I'm not in love with the off-the-ball inside linebackers. Drew Sanders had a great year this year at Arkansas. Um, Jack Campbell is a physical specimen. I mean, he did it for three years at Iowa um, against good competition. Very productive player. Three hundred tackles there at Iowa. Um, I like Jack Campbell a lot. I don't know he's a first-round pick. But I, but I think Sanders, Trenton Simpson, uh, Campbell, they, they look like second-round picks to me. And I think um, – I don't I remember what Matt Milano was. Um, he's an undersized guy that can flat-out run. He can cover. That's the question I have for all these guys because you don't really know. And it was a question really with Tremaine Edmonds, to be honest with you, for a long time. I know his size and his length made it difficult in zone to throw over him, but – Sometimes when you're blitzing, you got to play man. You got to man up. You got to cover the tight end. You got to cover the back. And that's the job of the off the ball inside linebackers. That's why a lot of teams play dime linebackers right now. Um, they play one and they play a strong safety down the box to be able to cover. And, you know, the Bills have been fortunate in that they had a really tall, athletic kid in Edmonds and they got a guy that could run like, you know, Milano. And so he could do all those things to the elite backs in this league and he could stay with them on the flat and the Texas routes and all the things that are coming at him. But they need, they need to find a guy if they want to keep playing the zone defense that they've been playing that's got size and range, you know, and, and if it has to man up, can run with tight ends down the middle of the field. I wonder if with Leslie no longer there and Sean calling plays, you know, the Bills went out, they re-signed Jordan, but they also signed Taylor Rapp, which is really interesting, Baldy. I wonder if maybe an indication, maybe they were a little light last year with Taron in the box a little too often. Teams did some things to get him that way. Is that maybe the model the Bills might go to, where you maybe see three safeties on the field a little bit more? You know, Sean ran that big nickel in Carolina a lot when he was there. Yeah, he did. And the Eagles ran it extensively yep. all year. 
Chauncey Gardner Johnson was that safety down the box. Uh, he also, you know, had interceptions. I mean, they they played basically three safeties all year, and they did have, you know, they did have Kier's Kazir uh, White that when they needed to against teams that wanted to run the ball first down. You know, the two linebackers on the field, but for the most part, they play that dime look. And um, you know, if, if you're one of those teams right now that's going up against good, you know, tight ends and running backs that can catch the ball, like that's probably your best your best defense you're playing right now. My last one for you on the draft defensive line. The Bills have a lot of defensive tackles for one more year. They've got Jordan Phillips. They got Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, uh, who, oh Tim Settle. So those are the four that all are up after this year. But they've spent a lot of money and resources on defensive line. Is there anybody in the first round who you like for them that could be available at 27? Well, Kalaja Kansi might be available. And, you know, you could say, okay, you know, they've got Ed Oliver. They've already got an undersized defensive tackle. Right. I think Kansi uh, is a better player than Ed Oliver. Um, he, he's, he could be worth it because his measurables and the way you watch him, I mean, he looks, I'm not comparing him to Aaron Donald, but he, he reminds me of Aaron Donald nine years ago coming out of pit now. His arms aren't as long as Aaron's, and that's a that's a, a real knockdown for him. But everything else, like his movement, pass rush, playmaking ability, it's all there. Um, it's you know it's 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 tough to make a living, you know, at 280 pounds playing on the inside of these offenses right now. Uh, he did it in college at a high level, but that'd be the only guy outside of Jalen Carter that I could see going the first round right now. All right, Baldy, I'm sure you've been asked these questions a few times in all your appearances. Uh, Brian Balding, your NFL insider for Odyssey. But just got to ask you about the Aaron Rodgers situation and Lamar Jackson before we wrap up here. Um, are we going to, by the time the draft comes around, will this be resolved with Aaron Rodgers? Will he be a Jet by then? Or what happens if not? I don't know. I was up the Jets all day, two days ago, and nobody knew anything. I wasn't fishing. I'm not a reporter. I wasn't right. You know, running into Joe Douglas's office asking what's the latest. Um, it, they They – both look like their heels are stuck in. I, you know, if I was Green Bay, I'd want to get this thing resolved before the draft. And if I could, you know, get a second round, you know, Jets have the 42nd, 43rd pick. If I could get one of those picks, and I don't know anything, if Joe Douglas is willing to give that up or not, I don't know those things. But, you know, if the 43rd pick in the draft this year gets it done, that certainly helps Green Bay in building this team around Jordan Love. So I'm, you know, I'm, but I can see it from both sides. So I don't, I don't really know. I mean, there's talk right now that this thing could go on beyond the draft. Yeah. Uh, for Lamar, um, it's a little bizarre. I, 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 I feel like signing Odell is a sign that they're going to get Lamar into camp. Um, not that that was the enticer. I don't think that was, they needed a receiver. And that's the guy they decided to go with. That's fine. Um, I don't know where Lamar's at because, we, you know, it, it's Lamar. You know, it's Lamar and his team. Like, I, I don't know if he puts a tweet out, it's coming from Lamar. I, I don't know who's taking all the calls from any potential suitor. Um, but my gut tells me he's going to play for the Ravens this year under whatever contract it is. All right, Baldy, listen, we really appreciate it, man. I know that you got a lot going on. I, when you came on the video, I said, you look like you're about to go into Piper's pit. You're like, you're in the dungeon doing tape, baby. You're watching all the film in there. It's a work day. I mean, what's it like for you this time of year to grind away on that film? I like it. I like yeah. it because uh, sometimes, you know, you watch. I remember last year I was watching um, Big Ick at North Carolina State. You know, I'm watching Ike Iquano and I'm kind of evaluating him and I see his athletic ability and all this stuff. And then I'm watching this guy Zavala play next to him, the left guard. And I'm like, 
this guy's a pretty good football player. You know, like he's, you know, it's not Icky doing it all by himself. He's working in tandem with this guard. And, you know, like, so all of a sudden I'm like, my eye was on Zavala last year. Now I've watched him this year. And I'm like, this guy's a good football player. Like nobody's talking about him, but you know, um, maybe he's a guy that, you know, can be a fifth or sixth round starter in this league. Like he, he ran a five flat 40 at 335 pounds and he played at a high level. So my point is, Sometimes you're you're studying a player, you you start watching another player, yeah. You know, and you're like, who's that guy? Like, I, that's what I remember last year when I was watching Jordan Davis and all these guys at Georgia, and I kept looking at Jalen Carter, going, why isn't he starting? He's better than all of them. Kenyatta Wyatt and all these guys. He's better than all of them. You know, <laughs> I I said that about Will Anderson his freshman year. I'm like, why is that guy in the NFL? And I'm like, oh, he's only 18 years old. You know, so like, you know, sometimes you watch this and you go. You study B. Sean Robinson, and then you're looking at Rashawn Johnson at Texas, and you're like, dang, he's pretty good-looking running back, too. It's amazing. Matt, you good with uh, Brian? You got anything before we let him go here? He's got to get back to watching that film. Yeah, my last question for you, and I know it's a little bit of a loaded question, but do you have a favorite player in the entire draft? I do, and, and we, we already talked to Darnell Wright, my oh, favorite player yeah. in this draft. Yeah, wow. I, I, I can't imagine him not being – a top flight player in this business. I can't imagine it. Like I've already watched him do things that Trent Williams does at left tackle in San Francisco. And I'm not comparing him to Trent, but like he does some things already that are just uncanny uh, in how he wins and, and what he does. Like, I think, I think anybody that takes him uh, is going to be really happy with him. Do you have a favorite quarterback? Do you think the, the Panthers should go one way or the other? I, I mean, I, I like Bryce. Bryce yeah. Young. I mean, he's just, I, I, I've been saying it now for two months, but, his size works to his advantage. Like his suddenness and quickness and movement in the pocket. I mean, if, if he was standing in the middle of a boxing ring, like he wouldn't get hit. Like his, just his ability just to slip punches, parry punches, you know, find the openings to get rid of the ball. Like it's just precision. It's fun to watch. Baldian is in the huddle. Co-host Jason Lockenfora hosting the Odyssey NFL Draft Show Thursday, April 27th, 7 p.m. That's the night of the uh, draft, the first night, and it is the entirety of the first round. It's going to be streaming live on the Odyssey app and Odyssey Sports YouTube page, and I'm proud to say I'll be joining you for a little bit to talk yep. about the Buffalo Bills. So we're really happy you joined us today, and yeah, yeah I look yeah. forward to it as well. Thank you very much, Baldy. Appreciate thanks. it. Have a thanks, day. Baldy. Okay, guys. Have a good one. Yeah. Thank you. You as well. Brian Baldinger right there. Good stuff from Brian Baldinger. Let's uh let's kind of reset here and then we'll get into a little bit more on what he said and talk about the bills.